Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Faith Class Radio. A syndication of Urban Glory Campaigns. Growing faith, growing God. Visit the song line of www.urbanglorycampaigns.wordz.com. Thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. This is LeVon Brillen, founder of Urban Glory Campaign, so host of Faith Class Radio. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice in the grand. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me boldness and 
confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do mean to depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint your people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and shall be revealed, you be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The book of Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, is a single chapter of the entire um, Levitical priesthood. It outlines the Levitical priesthood. It was God's eternal plan from chaos to eternity. Um, it reveals um, ingeniously through the nature and the timing of the seven annual feasts of Israel, which signifies various aspects to why we do things today. There were seven feasts, the first being the Passover, the second one being the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the third being the Feast of First Fruits, the fourth being the Feast of Pentecost, the fifth being the Feast of Trumpets, the sixth being the Feast of Atonement, and the seventh being the Feast of Tabernacles. We pay attention tonight to the historic teaching found in Leviticus 23.5 of the Feast of the Passover. Uh, it specifies uh, the Jewish calendar year begins with Passover, the 14th day of the first month. Passover is the Feast of Salvation. In both Testaments, the blood of the Lamb delivers from slavery, the Jews from Egypt, and the Christians from sin. Think about it, the tenth plague of Exodus, in Exodus 12, 5, when Egypt's firstborn sons died while the angel passed over the Jewish homes, the blood of the lamb on their doorposts uh, protected them, and Jesus serves as the sacrificial lamb. There is no coincidence that our Lord himself was sacrificed on Passover. In Egypt, the Jews marked, his, marked their houses, with the blood of a lamb. Today the Christian marks their houses, his body, the houses of the spirit, with the blood of Christ. Passover then represents our salvation. Also, in reflection, you can turn with me in your Bibles to the 11th chapter of First Corinthians. As we celebrate the table of mercy, the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Supper is a reminder of what Jesus did in the past, a symbol of our present relationship with him and a promise of what he will do in the future. The Lord's Supper causes us to remember that the blood of Jesus was shed for us and that his blood signified a new covenant just as in the Old Covenant was sealed by the sprinkling of blood. The New Covenant was established by Jesus' blood. Hebrews 9, 18-28 affirms that. And as Paul said, for whenever you eat of the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death, the Lord's death, until he comes. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. The Lord's Supper looks back to the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. It is Jesus' It is, is Jesus' death a good thing 
or bad thing. There is certainly some sorrowful aspects to his death. But the bigger picture is that his death is the best news possible. It shows us how much God loves us, so much that he sent his son to die for us so that our sins may be forgiven and we may live forever with him. The death of Jesus is a tremendous gift to us. It's a precious one that when we are given a gift of great value, a gift that involves personal sacrifice for us, how should we receive it, with mourning or regret? No. We should receive it the way the giver wanted us to, and that is with gratitude and the expression of great love. If we have tears, we should have tears of joy, for it is the Lord's Supper that is a memorial of his death, not a funeral as Jesus were as if Jesus were still dead, but quite contrary, we observe the memorial knowing that the death Jesus held only three days, knowing that the death would not hold us forever. We rejoice that Jesus has conquered death and has set all who are enslaved by the fear of death free. And we can remember Jesus' death was happy with a greater knowledge that he has triumphed over our sin and our death. The ancient Israelites looked back to the Passover events as the defining moments in their history. When their identity as a nation began, it was that they escaped death by slavery and slavery through the powerful hand of God and were freed to serve the Lord. In the church, we look back at the events surrounding the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus as a defining moment in our history. That is how we escape death and the slavery of sin. And that is how we are free to serve the Lord. So the Lord's Supper is a memorial of this defining moment in history. The crucifixion of Jesus has a continual significance to all who have taken up the cross to follow him. We continue to participate in his death in the new covenant because we participate in his life. Paul wrote, is it not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks, a participation in the blood of Christ, and not the bread in which we participate in the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 10, 16. The Lord's Supper, we show that we share in Jesus Christ and we commune with him. We are united with him. The New Testament speaks about sharing with Jesus in several ways. We share in his crucifixion, Galatians 2.20 and Colossians 2.20, his death, Romans 6.4, and his resurrection, Ephesians 2.6 and Colossians 2.13 and Colossians 3 and 1, and his life in Galatians 2.20. Our lives are in him, and he is in us. And the Lord's Supper symbolizes our spiritual reality. John 6 conveys a similar picture. After Jesus proclaimed himself to be the bread of life, he said, Whosoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day, verse 54. Our spiritual food is in Jesus Christ. And the Lord's Supper predicts pictures this ongoing truth. Whosoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood remains in me and I in him. Verse 56 of John 6. 
We signify that we live in Christ and that he lives in us. So the Lord's Supper helps us look upward to Christ. And being mindful of how we live in him, we can dwell with him. Hallelujah. So in the process of the Lord's Supper, we reflect on our imperfections, and we depend on the Holy Spirit year by year, day by day, moment by moment, to cleanse us from the evil consciousnesses of sin and to make us spiritually mature and to grow up in Christ Jesus. And the more we surrender our lives to our Savior, the sweeter it is. It is in this process that the Lord's Supper plays a role in our salvation. Paul wrote, a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. And every time we participate, we should be mindful of the great uh, meaning involved in the ceremony. We examine ourselves so that we can be right in taking the Lord's Supper, avoiding at all costs any occasion to sin so that we can serve God acceptably and in holiness. Paul criticized the Corinthian church because of the manner in which they were observing the Lord's Supper. The wealthier members were coming first, eating of a great meal and even getting drunk. The poor members came last, still hungry. The wealthy were not sharing with the poor. They were not really sharing in the life of Christ, for they did not do this correctly and observe the Lord's body through one another. And it is their responsibility to understand what it means to observe the Lord's body. So as we examine ourselves, we need to look around and see whether we are treating one another in a way that, uh, that Jesus has condemned or commanded. If we are united with Christ, and if we are united with Christ, we should each other as if Christ would treat one another, and that is in love. So the Lord's Supper pictures our participation in Christ. It also pictures our participation with one another. Other translations may say communion or sharing or fellowship with each other. But the Lord expects us in the process of us participating into communion to examine the treatment of our brothers and sisters because we must examine ourselves to make certain that we are have not come short and, and lost the mind, being mindful of partaking with the Lord's body. At Jesus' last meal with his disciples, Jesus pictured the life of God's kingdom by washing the feet of his disciples. John 13, 1 through 15. When, Jesus, when Peter protested, Jesus said it was necessary that he wash their feet. The Christian life involves both serving and being served. And Jesus said that he would not drink the fruit of the vine until he came into the fullness of the kingdom, Matthew 26, 29. Luke 22, 18, and Mark 14, 25 affirms this. Whenever we participate, we are reminded of Jesus' promise that there will be a great banquet, a great celebration, the bread and wine of the miniature rehearsals 
of what will be the greatest victory celebration in all history. Paul wrote that, for whenever you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We look forward as we go backward and upward, inward, and around us as we fellowship, we find that the Lord's Supper has rich meaning. Tonight we're going to break bread and take the cup of the Lord. If you have grape juice or some form of wine or any type of juice or bread that is unleavened, you can join me in the celebration of the Lord's table. As I read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we will take communion tonight in honor of the Lord. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This is the cup in the New Testament of, in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord and unworthily, and unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should be not condemned with the world. Wherefore, brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Let's examine ourselves and look over our lives, and then I will pray after a brief silence and then we will take the rest of the elements. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it was written. He gave bread from heaven 
and he giveth life unto the world. Then he said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto him, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had taken the bread, he blessed it. Father, we bless this bread tonight that we take in remembrance of you. You can take your bread element and eat. After the same manner, he also took the cup. As I do now, ministering in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he took the blood cup and said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. Do ye also in remembrance of me. Let's drink our element. Well, we know that after they celebrated the Lord's feast, they did sing hymns in the Mount of Olives. And every once in a while I want to remind us on this Faith Class Radio that God has ordained us to remember what Jesus had done for us at Calvary. If he did not die, we could not live and experience what it means to be right with him and have a true, authentic relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we took the Lord's cup tonight and ate the bread of life, I pray that you will be mindful of the significance of the Lord's table and always do it in remembrance of him and know that God is faithful. Amen. God bless you, and thank you for your time. Stay tuned for the announcement. To God be the glory for the life of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Perhaps you listen to me give you a little historical fact. You, you heard the hype in my voice. At the end of the day, you need to come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved for with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Repeat after me, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me. If you just pray that prayer, give us a call at our 24-hour prayer center. 202-709-PC4U. That's 202-709-7248.
Hello, this is LaVon Breland. In 2000, I decided to start a minister's fellowship that was very successful on social media networks of old. And recently, by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the Lord told me to relaunch it in a more organized and consistent pattern. And I believe that I have a ministry to offer to ministers at their convenience. And it's simply by joining what we call The Call. The Call is an operation for ministers to collaborate on creative concepts that advance the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to join us on The Call. Get information about how you can be a part of it. You don't have to be in any type of affiliation. All you have to do is have a desire to be called for the ministry and seek the ministry to advance on earth as it is in heaven because we're all about the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we welcome you to join the call and get involved in relevant, revelatory training for today so you can be the minister that God has called you to be with the backing of a community of faith that has endless bounds. God bless you and thank you for joining me on this call. Join us on the call, the call, the call, the call. Sold to one that accepted ownership eternal, the merchant being man the first two, denying their very identity submission to a royally master called sin, never to return again, hope divorced mankind, anonymous papers signed in the ground of Eden. Sovereignty looked in displeasure and it echoed, where are you, Adam? Cowardly words of blame at each other, male and female, started the gender battle that some remain in even to this day. But don't despair, because after the intermission of man's thousand-year journey, the master playwright continues with a hero, a messiah, a savior who causes the great symmetry of time. It starts over with him. Conquering sin in the flesh he like no other could rip the partitioning wall that was built by the moment of shame and Eden, giving eternal access to man with the Father. Redeemed, redeemed, man is redeemed. The angelic choir sings with the harmonies this earth has yet to hear. It's clear, fear has no grip, death has lost its sting. Let freedom ring the song of redemption. Psalm 103 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. 
like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Won't look 